On the Aggie Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority, Macy's, Happy Shopping, Guild Mortgage, Own What Matters, and by Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel, live from Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. And welcome in, it's another edition of the Craig Smith Coaches Show. <laughs> We're live here in Old Chicago. And we apologize for being a little late getting on air, but uh, well, I'll tell you what, sometimes you make some things happen, and uh, hopefully hopefully you enjoy the uh, broadcast tonight. Uh, joining us now, we'll chat with Craig Smith coming up here in a bit. Roche Grootfam, kind enough to join us as we are live here at Old Chicago in Logan, just off 14th North. And uh, Roche, kind enough to join us after a career night for Utah State. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, that, it, it was a heck of a performance. I know that was a team that you were supposed to beat and frankly beat pretty handily, but you went out and you got it done and uh, and played well. Talk us through that game and uh, and how it went from your perspective. Uh, it was a pretty good game overall. Uh, our coaches did a really good job with the scout and, you know, putting our guys in positions to be successful. So, you know, whenever your number is called, you already know what to do. So I just, you know, took care of my opportunity yeah. and just made made the most of it. So And we came out victorious, so that's that's the most important. How much How much fun was it for you out there, though? getting those extended minutes and being able to play like that it's fun you know um after the long process i went through uh with my injury and all it's you know it's fun to see that my coaches still uh they have the trust in me and they put me out there and because they know i can you know do do a couple of things so you know i'm excited for that and you know mm, it was kind of a you know not the most competitive game but um uh, it's still competition after all so credit to them for coming out too and playing us you know they're having a great season, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm excited for where we're going. Uh, you know, the other element to this, too, is that uh, you've got a team that uh, seemingly is coming together at a really important time, too, when you're dealing with conference coming up because these games this week are absolutely huge for this team. They are. They are. Um, we've done a good job with, you know, keeping our eyes on the price and, you yeah. know, staying focused, not losing our focus. And, um when it's practice coming in hard. So um, our coaches have done a good job with, you know, uh, you know, giving us the plan and, you know, the practice and the strategies to go towards this game. So we're getting prepared. You know, we're working hard. So we had a really good practice today preparing for UNLV. So it's one game at a time. Yeah. You know, we're not looking past any team. So it's one game at a time. So we're excited. You're spending New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, but you're not allowed to – get out on the strip or anything gotta, <laughs> not at all we got to yeah. stay focused we got to stay focused we have a job to do you know the one thing that i've always uh, admired about you and i've always told a lot of people uh that, that have asked about you and your role on this team you didn't play a single second last last year and i don't even know how much you were able to practice uh yeah. with that knee last year but but you were always the most positive you're always the most upbeat you're always the most supportive off the bench is that just kind of your dna and who you are as a player it's just always the person I've been, um, you know, life stuff happens. So yeah. um, I never am the one to feel sorry for myself. And, you know, my coaches and my teammates and, uh, you know, the medical staff have done a great job, you know, support me and uh, help me through this whole process. I didn't really start practicing until almost the NCAA tournament yeah. when I really started doing a lot of stuff to get on the court. So, 
you know, it's it's been a long process, but with the support system that we have here at the school, it's amazing. And when you have people, you know, including you and everything and, you know, making you feel a part of the team, even though you can't help them on the court, you know, that, you know, it makes me happy. So I'm happy that I can, you know, support them. And I tried to find my role in another way because I couldn't do it on the court. So, yeah. you know, being supportive of them and, you know, keeping them positive was, you know, the thing that I could do for them. You know, and and that's the thing, too. It was always fun because, you know, you, he, you know that was a fun team to be a part of, yeah. and and it, I got to imagine it was difficult not being able to be out on the court a lot, but but to be still be supportive and positive, and it just kind of shows you who you are as a person. But let's get to know you a little bit. You and I did the show last year together, yeah. and people got to know your role a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about uh, your role and 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 how you ended up at Utah State, and uh, and what that process was like for you. Uh, no, I played high school in uh, Marietta, Georgia. Uh, moved to Georgia when I was about 17. Um, played high school through there. Got recruited to College of Southern Idaho. Uh, played there for two years. Made it to the NJCAA National Championship yeah. game. Um, and then I got, you know, got re- recruited to a couple of places. And to be honest, I always had my eyes on yeah. this school. I don't know why, but I, I think I just love the history and um, the tradition of this school. And that was the main reason why I came here. All right. He's here. Uh, this is uh, this is a unique broadcast as I've ever been a part of. But Craig Smith kind enough to join us about two feet away from the men's room. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. Can you guys hear me in there? <laughs> there we go. We hear yeah, that. This is awesome, though. Look at all the food we got back here, like the drinks. cake and ice cream and, and all the appetizers. I mean, these people out in the main line, they don't know what they're missing back here. And we get to stand up. It's like Monday Night Football row. Perfect. I know. Like all the announcers like standing up. and Frank Allen Dan thing. back in the day. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get to be Howard Cosell, though. Yeah, there you go. That's, well, we'll give you that. Hey, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about Roche. Uh, he and I are talking. This is one of my favorite dudes on the planet. Just an overall good guy. He's been through a lot, but but still just a, a huge part of this team and, and the makeup of that locker room. Roe is as good as it gets. Uh, Roche is, um, uh, you know, obviously had to come overcome the knee injury last year, but was a very integral part of our team um, since he's been here. And certainly last year, obviously wasn't able to play. So he looked upon himself to say, you know, I can make, I can still make an impact, a positive impact on this team in a great way. And that guy was there. He traveled every road trip and just was such a positive influence um, in his actions, in the way he carries himself. He's always a fun guy to be around. And I think he was a great mentor um, for a few different guys, but I always think Namish. Yeah. I thought he was a great mentor. Him and Quinn were very, very good for Nimi. And, and I think that's what you do when you're, you look at yourself and how can you impact people in a positive manner. And he does that showing up, ready to go to work every single day. And that's one thing I'll say about Roe this year. You know, now getting on the court, and it's tough when you come back from an injury like that. Can I, do I trust it? Is it 100%? You know what I mean? And you got all, and then I'm sure there's part of you that thinks back to, man, you know, two years ago I feel like I could do way more than that. Yeah. But it's just a process of getting that. And I'll tell you, the last uh, about month or so, I've really noticed Roe in practice, like making plays, you know, and, and – I've told him more and more, like, I see, you know, like, be ready, be ready. Yeah. And you just don't know when that exact time is going to come, but you need to be – because I can see what he's doing on the floor. And then when he gets out there and he get, he's making plays for us. And so that's exciting to see, and he's looking like he's back into what he was, right, moving well, yeah. trusting it, way more explosive. 
and lost and a lot of weight. Lost some weight, no <laughs> doubt. And how, how, um, how many lbs are you down? Uh, thirty-five. That a boy. That a boy. <laughs> Coach O has done a great job with that. You give me some tips later. <laughs> you know, but but you got a great staff though, and that's the one thing Carl and, and and the rest of the crew have always done such a really good job. And you can tell just kind of on the outside looking in the amount of dedication, Coach, that your staff does in making sure that guys are healthy, guys are in the right positions to be successful. And you can it just the and that's one of the fun things about my perspective, kind of being behind the scenes a little bit, is seeing all the work that goes in to making sure these guys are in the best possible position to be successful well it takes a total team and and first of all you better have a really good character on your team in terms of your players and your coaches but your players and you got to have guys that want to be great and want to be special and 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 you have trust right trust is given mistrust is earned and and we do we have a very good staff whether you know from our assistant coaches to our our operations people and i think two people that don't get enough credit are um Coach Ogden, Logan Ogden, and Carl Smith, yeah. our athletic trainer. What those those two guys are so invaluable to the success of our program, and uh, we have two of the best around. All right, we're going to take a first break. Ro, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Go get you some food. All right, Roche Group, I'm kind enough to join us. Coming up next, we'll chat with uh, Craig, uh, Craig Smith, the head coach of the Utah State Aggies. A busy, busy week coming up for Utah State basketball. We'll talk more about it coming up next here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, so let you behind the scenes here, a little bit of a technical glitch. So we're actually back in the office part of Old Chicago. People still in the restaurant are having a great time, but you and I, we got we got uh, the all mozzarella sticks and all the pizza and everything back here. So Do you think that safe is open? Oh, I don't I, know. I see a huge uh, – maybe I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I shouldn't we, we open that. That's my bad. Hey, I got to tell you, so this is, I think, the first time my wife – and my oldest son Landon's here, and my my daughter's become a regular. It's two times in a row for her, but it's the first time she showed up, and 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 we get to be back here, so I she know. can't even see me. So lucky for her. Same with me. My wife's here too. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, they're lucky day. It's and amazing. Like we don't have to. We don't have to stare at those guys all day. This the bartender's awesome. looking at us back here like these guys. Well, they need to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> hey, you got a? Uh, all right, so. The uh, this is where the games really kick in, and I know you've already got two uh, Mountain West Conference games under your belt, but now the games really, really matter. It's conference. You've got a huge one coming up on Saturday, but can't overlook UNLV. That's a that's a you know I know the record wise isn't great, but uh, they're coming into the game at six and eight, but they've got a lot of talent. They're really athletic, and they can really cause some problems for some teams. Yeah, it's a different time of year. It's the you know you have the non conference, then the conference play, and then the third yeah. season is postseason play, and it's just it's so different. You know, having two games under our belt and being two and zero, it almost feels like we stole two games and just jump started that way. But UNLV playing down there, it's the one place we didn't play last year in the regular season. Uh, but obviously, we got three games under our belt there in the conference tournament, and they have a new coach, and um, they are they're very very athletic. Um, they defend very hard. They've won two in a row now that uh, to get to six and eight. They've been good at home, and so. Um, uh, they have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. They're finally getting healthy again. Uh, they rebound 40% of their missed shots, which is yeah. a staggering, staggering number. And so we're going to have to do a great job on the glass. We're going to have to really guard the ball and um, take care of the ball. 
uh, a bit of a familiar sight on that bench, too. Yeah, he was at South Dakota State for, I think, my last two years at yeah. South Dakota. So, And he's a Midwest guy as well, so we've... We've known each other for quite a, quite some time. And quite some battles, too, I'm sure. Yeah, we've had some really good games. <laughs> uh, a lot of last-second games. So um, we're familiar with them, even though, obviously, it's his first year and a lot of different guys. But, you know, they return a lot of guys from last year's team. We understand how they coach and what they're trying to do, and, and they understand us as well. So, um, you know, let the best team win. I was going to ask you that, too. I mean, is there – I mean, it probably evens out because he knows you and you know him and their styles and uh, – and, and coaches usually kind of have a trademark of who they are, even though players kind of come and go. But I guess that probably balances that, balances each other out a little bit because because of your familiarity between the two. Yeah, it does. We're we're doing some different things. You know, it's just this this level is different than the Summit League. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the style, it's interesting because certainly coaches and teams generally have a certain brand of basketball, style of basketball. But I think different leagues have a different. Um, brand the basketball too in terms how uh, officials officiate the game Uh, the summit league was a very high scoring league as a whole defense was uh, not great as a whole Um, but uh, and and so this league is different and there's so many different styles of play so there definitely is a familiarity that way Um, you know they're going to know some of our play calls from there because not much has changed that way but we know a lot of their play calls because they're running some of the same stuff that they did at South Dakota State too so um, at the same time, they have a totally different team. We have a totally different team than we had at South Dakota. Um, so there's a lot of newness as well. Yeah, no doubt. And then also, too, you know, I've got to imagine uh, this is probably the most – I mean, you only played this team one time last year. and This is probably the most unfamiliar you are with the team in the Mountain West. It is. Them and Boise State. And we played That's these right. guys – I think it was game number nine last year at home. And um, – and, uh, so, yeah, there's a lot less familiarity, and obviously we didn't play them in the conference tournament. So, um, But we have a good feel for their – certainly for their kids. I think our players have a good feel for them, um, especially after t- today in practice. And and um, I think our guys are really excited to get going into league play. Uh, and then uh, I've got to imagine, too, the ability for Sam to be able to take a game off. i got to imagine that helps out in a big way for him going forward for what's going to be a grind the final half of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's a marked man every night out. The other team's best offensive player is going to guard him. He's going to get traps and banged, and he plays super aggressive getting to the foul line. And, um, you know, he's a fearless guy that way. So, um, you know, we've been – it's just been an abnormal year. I know we've touched on it some just with with the injuries, with the travel. And I know every team goes through some different things, but it's just been compounded this year in a lot of respects. So uh, Christmas break came at a great time. It was really good for the guys, I think, mentally, physically, to get away for four or five days. You know, the South Florida game, as you saw firsthand, was in, uh, was a very physical, physical, yeah. rugged game. Uh, Merrill, Sam fouls out. Nimi fouls out. We were able to find a way to win. And then the Florida game, I mean, Florida is insanely athletic. And that was a physical game. Blackshear was throwing us kind of all over the place. And, and, uh, and then obviously with Nimi getting hurt, we've had to really adjust. And Bean played a lot of five down the stretch and for us to find a way to win those two games going into the Christmas break I think gave us a lot of confidence gave us some positive momentum and those two games I think um, especially the Florida game and I do think South Florida is going to do well in their league um, um, gave us a, a, a quality win yeah. you know if it comes down to that for in terms of an at-large bid that, that team's going to end up a top 100 
net team before it's all said and done. Oh, for, uh, Florida? No, South Florida. Oh, sorry, Florida. Well, yeah, they're yeah. they. I mean, they were Florida State they had to go on a fifteen to one run yeah. in the last four minutes to win that game. Yeah. When South Florida controlled the game the whole game. Yeah. So they'll they'll make some noise. They're just too talented. You know, and the, the, yeah, the, you bring up a really good point too because I'm walking into that game and getting prepped and starting the pregame show, and I'm looking up and South Florida's up by eight points, I think, with like three and a half, four minutes left, and then apparently the officials decided not to make a call the rest of the game, and uh, it really kind of swung it back Florida State's way. Um, I didn't see any of that. I was just too busy in the locker room, you know, puking my brains out getting ready, getting ready for, for Florida. Florida. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wasn't doing that. So all you guys eating your food, I don't mean to gross you out, but um, but it's funny the emotions that you go through, you know, before the game, oh, and yeah. that's where we put a lot of value into preparation. And usually, when we prep well, we usually play well. Yeah. And so then you know you 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 did all you need to do that way, and then you got to go out and perform and make the appropriate adjustments and and make a few plays, and certainly we did that night. You know, you bring up a really good point. I asked Gary Anderson about this. How often you're surprised by a game performance? Like, do you usually know, like, when you watch a practice and you see how guys are ready, you're like, you know what, we're going to play well, and usually you do. Are there ever times where you have a great week of practice and then it doesn't follow through, or conversely, maybe not a great week of practice and then the guys play better than you think? Yeah, that happens from time to time, but I think it's – uh, you just got to learn your team a little bit too. You know, uh, since I've been at Utah State, it's been very clear. Like, us- it's almost automatic. If we practice well, we play yeah, well. Yeah. And every team's a little bit different, though. There's some teams that maybe you have some guys that don't show up every day ready to play, but then the lights go on and they. But I don't know that you can do that consistently. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but generally speaking, if you practice well, you play well. If you don't practice well and you don't concentrate and you don't put the prep in you know we tell our guys all the way all the time the best way to learn is to overlearn yeah right if you're studying for a test you better just study study and if you overlearn that stuff you don't have to think about it you just no 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 and i think that is the same type of analogy when it comes to playing um you have to earn that confidence right the harder you work the harder it is to surrender and so if you're a player or a coach and you didn't put the time in and you didn't put the proper preparation in you're probably not nearly as confident going in. Yep. And so now when the rubber hits the road and all heck is breaking loose, it's a lot easier to say, you know what, I didn't I didn't put the time in. It's easier just to look the other way. But if you know you sacrifice something, whether it's the off season or all that stuff that that entails, are you trying to tempt us here, Tad, with all this cash hanging out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of dimes and quarters and nickels. Well, we, are, we are going to Vegas. So. Um, yeah. But um, – but, if you sacrifice something and put everything you got into it, you're probably going to fight that much more. I, I use the analogy too, like if you're a Utah, if you grew up a huge Utah State fan, and that's the your dream school, it probably means just a little bit yeah. more because like that's your team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've told Sam Merrill, you know, it's over for the Saints on Saturday on Sunday because the Vikings are going to take it to him, and he didn't like that comment too much. He's a Saints guy. Oh, he loves the Saints. Really? The Aints. Yep. Wow. He loves the Aints. Uh, you trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, though? I'm rolling with our guy, man. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right, take a break. Come back. We continue on. It's the uh, Craig Smith Coaches Show. Uh, again, looking back, we, it's been a couple weeks since we've done this show. Uh, we look back on uh, some of the games that uh, that have been played since then, and we look ahead to a crazy week. Uh, of course, a big one coming up on Wednesday on New Year's Day in Las Vegas, and then on Saturday, huge one against San Diego State as we continue to count you down to tip-off. It's Utah State basketball from Learfield IMG College.
All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Greg Smith Coaches Show live here at Old Chicago. Come on by, hang out with us. You may not see us right away, but you'll find us. You just gotta, you just gotta search a little bit. Go where the glow is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so uh, or to the men's room, or the men's room, <laughs> and you'll walk right into us. Um, all right, you know the it was interesting in that uh, game against Eastern Oregon where you had every player outside of Diogo in double figures. Even Diogo almost had himself a triple double with, you know, 11, uh, 11 assists in that game. Uh, in a game that you're probably supposed to win and win by a pretty decent amount. You can still pick up a lot of things, and I got I got to imagine there's a lot of guys that can pick up some confidence from from a game like that. No question. Like there's so many ebbs and flow of, of the season, and sometimes you just need to get in a groove and play and see the ball go through the basket and and just defend crazy and just get the live con in front of the crowd, of course. Yeah. And by all the way, the, all by the, the way, great crowd. Too. It was an excellent crowd for you know you just never know on a December 28th game, and most of the time. Our non-TV games are at seven, and we're playing at two. So, but I thought it was a great crowd. Obviously, the the herd's on break right now. Hopefully, they'll be back on Saturday in full force. But you know, I, I thought it was a great game. You know, sometimes you get in those games, and I watched our game against Eastern Oregon last year, and we had some sloppy turnovers, and we just were um, just not great, quite frankly, especially the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes. And to play the way we did, and obviously we're a better team. Uh, and we told our guys that, like, but that doesn't mean you still got to go out and create some momentum and respect the game and to have 36 assists yeah. against a team where, you know, we probably could have, you know, guys could have, it's easy to, for guys to play more selfish and take guys one-on-one because I know they can, but to be able to share the ball and move the ball and have 36 assists um, was very, very impressive. And, and I thought we took great shots. We took rhythm shots. The ball went in the hole um, because we took so many um, quality shots and then I thought we just really defended hard like we did a lot of things very very well in the defensive end so uh, that was a good game to get under our belt the other reason we had to play that game quite frankly is we couldn't find anyone to play December 28th yeah and we had to play our other non-d1 game because of an issue with the MTE back in uh, well it's in December 10th against St. Catherine so there was a few reasons why we couldn't get there we thought we had two different teams locked into December 28th and they both fell through and so that's where we're at. So anyway, it was a good one to get in. 2019 treated the uh, the Aggies very, very well. And uh, now we hope we can get the 2020 season off to the right start. But again, you know, I know there's probably a lot of people that like, you know, you know, the schedule, they look at it and, you know, you had a huge set of home games at the beginning and then uh, uh, and then the two non-division ones. And and I think people are looking like, wow. And, and when I when I when I get asked, I'm like, hey, Probably one of the the two hardest things these guys have to deal with are recruiting and scheduling, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it just goes to show you how difficult, especially when you have a juggernaut here in the spectrum that people just don't want to go to. Yeah, that's uh, it's scheduling is always very difficult. Trust me, nobody disliked the way the schedule is set up more than me with five straight home games, which is nice early, but then we were just on the. It just yeah. felt like we were somewhat zombies there for a little stretch. Quite frankly, that the time in Jamaica, even though you're in one spot, it's a long trip. And then you're to California, and then you're back for two days, and then you're back to California, and then you have the quick two home game, and now you're gone again for six days, and that gets to be a lot. And you got to keep those, you know, 18 to 24 year olds. You just got to keep them locked in against difficult opponents. So that was a very difficult time, and uh, to be able to end it the way we did was good. Obviously, a very disappointing loss on December 14th, my birthday. Um, and but for our guys to bounce back from that the way we did yeah. against South Florida and Florida I just think says a lot about where we were mentally and and you could see some improvement we finally got some cons somewhat 
consistent practice time in, and I think you're seeing some of those results. Had a uh, had a tweet come in that uh, somebody asked a question. When you've got uh, two games in a week, do you peek ahead a little bit, or do you just focus on one team, and then when that's in the books, then you look ahead? So we we always have one assistant that's in charge of each scout. And so like the UNLV game, it's um, Eric Peterson. The San Diego State game, it's Austin Hansen. And as a coach, we played on Saturday at 2. I got to my house at about 5, just before 5. I hung out with my family till about 6. And then I and then I threw in a I watched a couple games of San Diego State that night. And then I got up right, you know, right away in the morning on Sunday and started watching UNLV and I watched about four games of UNLV yesterday and another one this morning. So, you know, the so you have the three days of prep because Sunday the guys are off, but that's a Sunday, you know, the, that off day is a huge film day for us yeah. as coaches. And um, just obviously we don't have uh, practice. So, um, so being able to do that and we have the three days, I always take that first day to watch the second opponent because then when we get done Wednesday night and it's a 9 o'clock mountain time game and then by the time you get home, it's a quick turnaround. So you better have a good staff that, you know, we talk about it, but I like to have at least a feel for them ahead of time by watching a couple games of the second opponent first and then rolling into it. But as far as your team, it's all San Diego. Oh, State. it's all, all yeah. Well, it's all UNLV. Or UNLV. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to avoid right there <laughs> with not me personally, but with our yeah. with our guys. But it's no, we don't ever look ahead that way. It is whatever opponent we come have coming up next. That's the one that we are locked in on. Now, maybe if we have a week off, you know what I mean? Like in league yeah. play, we have a a full week off. I think after the Nevada game, maybe if there's a quick turnaround or somebody does something really funky that maybe we hadn't seen or that we need extra time on, yeah. maybe then on like that Monday we would prepare a little bit for that. But but that's a very, very rare thing. You know, it's interesting when I when I prep for all these uh, these games coming up, I keep noticing, I'm like, you guys have just played more games than everybody else too. I mean, they, you've really piled on, you know, at least maybe two or three more games than a lot of other teams have at this point in the season. Yeah, I'm a big believer in playing 31 games, the full slate. You know, some coaches aren't all about that, and and I get that. I guess to each their own. But I just think that the more you can get out there and compete and play, the better you get. And to put yourself in those kind of experiences are are very, very important. Um, Trust me, there was a time at this point where I was thinking, man, why did we play 31 games? (laughs) Because because of a multitude of reasons. But, you know, now now it's – Boom. We know where we're traveling. It's shorter. We uh, There's familiarity on both sides, and uh, our, we're just fired up for league play to begin. And that was the common theme out in the in the, in the the restaurant. It was like, we're so fired up for Mountain West Conference yeah. play and the familiarity with it. And, you know, everybody can kind of look forward to the UNLV, you know, playing the UNLVs and the New Mexicos and San Diego States and so on and so forth. So it's exciting. I'm not sure why I keep lifting my leg. Scotty, it was kind of like, you know, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I guess I got to get some stretching in. Well, you know, we got we got so much room back here that you can kind of, you know, relax a little bit, stretch out and uh, make yourself feel at home here in this uh, in the lovely confines of the office here at Old Chicago. Hey, if you're in the area, we'd love for you to come by and hang out with us. Old Chicago is the place to be. Lo- great restaurant, great food. I heard you're going deep dish tonight, right? I am going deep dish. I'm so fired up about it. I know, you know, the first few times I had the thin crust, which is very good. Yeah. But I've always been a deep dish guy. And yeah. my wife, I think, is kind of, she always looks at me with her, you know, like, like what are you doing? That's a lot of calories. I'm like, who screw the calorie? Like, it tastes Let's better. Roll. Like, it's yeah, just better. Like, I mean, so. Uh, so I'm really fired up about the deep dish. But you can't go wrong at Old Chicago with whatever you order. I mean, whether it's the bacon cheeseburger or the – what are the pizza roll thing? Yeah, what yeah. Are the, 
Those things are fantastic. Yeah, those are trouble. Oh, addicting. Yeah, and uh, but I tell you what, it, it's probably probably an opportunity to come down here and uh, drop uh, or uh, knock back a, a couple beverages and uh, grab some pizza and let's let's have some fun here at Old Chicago, just off 14th North, and we'll do it again every week throughout the course of the season. But you know, back to the schedule. Now you bring up a really good point because you know your plane ride, you don't really have anything over an hour and a half going forward. You know you kind of have some familiarity with these arenas and these teams. This is the point where you can just kind of really hopefully get this team going and cruise control and no surprises the rest of the way. Yeah, we just got to play our best and be honed in. And, you know, you, you, the other thing is you get more familiarity, like you're playing Wednesday, Saturday, yes. or Tuesday, Saturday. So you just get into a normal routine. And, and every other team is in the same boat now. And so, you know, things get ramped up. You know, I think generally speaking, the officiating, it's you're allowed to play a little bit more as a whole. I mean, obviously it depends on the night. Um, but it's an exciting time of year. You know, football is getting wrapped up. You see the, the college playoffs going on the other night and in the bowl games and all that stuff and it's almost that time of year where all everybody's really watching is the basketball stuff so uh and school gets back in session here in less than a week so um it really is an exciting time of year and it's hard to believe i was thinking back because it was two and a half weeks ago that we had the radio the last radio yeah. show was on yeah. december 12th and i had to think like i couldn't believe it had been you know 17 or 18 days since we had done that and that was the time where it just Everything just flies by so fast. Yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's an exciting time. And that's why, at the end of the day, Scotty, it's why you do radio and I coach basketball because it's 72 degrees inside every time. Every time. So when it's snowing outside, you just go, let's let's get in the gym. There you go. Let's make it happen. That's why all those Midwestern kids play basketball. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> all right, take your final break, come back, and uh, we'll. Uh, there's a couple players I wanted to highlight that uh, really come on over the last couple of weeks or so. We'll talk to Coach about them. And also uh, final thoughts on a big week with UNLV and San Diego State. It's all straight ahead. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the show. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show. Games coming up this week against UNLV and San Diego State. I know there's probably some Aggie fans that remember Donnie Tillman playing at the University of Utah. He's transferred to uh, UNLV and right now third leading scorer on this team, averaging about 12.5 points a game and certainly a, a, a big a uh, big contributor for this team. Yeah, he averages six free throws a game. He, in their double overtime win at Fresno, uh, UNLV is 1-0 and in league. He had 19 free throw attempts and made 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So he's listening at 6 5 six, six, very strong. Uh, they post him up a lot. He can shoot the three, really drives it well. So he's a handful and a guy that we're, um, we're going to have to neutralize. And then Amari Hardy. You know, that guy, it just goes without saying with that guy. He's, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah, he can really play. And um, he's a strong guard that plays the one or the two, can really get it going, uh, can really put he, – he's a guy that puts points up – puts points on the board quickly. Yeah. When he makes one, you know, two and three are coming behind, and he's averaging 15 and a half a game, um, shooting 37%, gets to the foul line. So he's a guy that can make a lot of plays for himself and his teammates. When you're playing a team that's as aggressive as they are and as physical as they are, how hard is it not to put them at the free throw line? Well, the good news, it's hard. Uh, but the good news is, I mean, you got to have five guys defending the ball. But we've played a lot of teams like this now. Yeah. I mean, LSU, North Texas, South Florida, Florida. Um, and those are the ones that just come to mind right away. And so we've played a lot of teams like this that are very good defensively, that are very physical, that put their head down and go. And so – 
Um, that's the beauty. You know, you're 15 games in now, so you have 31 regular season games. We're halfway home, and and that's the point of playing a quality non-conference schedule. And we played a very good non-conference schedule this year, and and so we should be prepared for league play. Um, yeah, you're. Uh, it's uh, we joked about this a little bit after the game, but spending New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. Notice, but but you got a good culture there. You know, you don't need to do double, triple bed checks. Make sure everybody's where they need to be. <laughs> we better not need to be need to. But you know, our guys are a mature group, and and uh, we know what's at stake, and we got to go in there and handle our business. Yeah, no doubt about it, too. And then of course the big one against San Diego State. And I know, and and I know you want to keep it one game at a time. But looking ahead to that one a bit. A lot of eyes on college basketball, basketball are going to be on the spectrum for that game. Yeah, we got to take care of business on Wednesday to make that, you know, that, and, and so does San Diego State to make that, you know, what everyone's making it out to be. But they're a very good team. There's, they don't, there's not much they don't have. Um, they can really score it inside. They can shoot the three. They have great playmaking ability. Um, they're very good defensively, as San Diego State always is. And, and they, they have it all. I mean, they have size. They have shot blocking. They can play smaller. Uh, they can play any which way that they want to. They have some electric guards that can get it going as well. So um, they have a transfer from Washington who is definitely a player of the year candidate right now. They have a grad transfer from Vanderbilt who we tried to get on it, who can play the four or the five, super, super skilled. And and then they have a bunch of experience returning. Matt Mitchell's coming off the bench. He's lost 25 pounds and uh, is a much better player than he was last year at this time. So should be a great environment and a heck of a college basketball game. You know, it was, I believe it was Gary Anderson who talked about this as well, and he used the line, and I've stolen it from him many times, but he said, you know, our team has earned the right to play in big games. And uh, I, the same thing applies here. You've earned the right, and if you beat UNLV, you earn the right to play on that kind of a stage with that kind of attention. Yeah, that's uh, been our mantra since day one uh, at Utah State is is everybody wants to be good, but to be good you have to go and earn it. And you earn it by showing up ready to roll and, and, and um, you know, you got to not just talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And, and our guys have done that. And, uh, you know, I was thinking on my flight home for Christmas all the way to Stephen, Minnesota, um, you know, we're in the last year and a half, we're 41 and nine in 50 games. And so yeah. that's a, that's pretty impressive. I don't care what sport you're in or, or where you're at. That's a very difficult thing to do, but, but you can't just talk the talk. You got to walk the walk. And up to this point, our guys have been able to do that. Yeah. I was going to mention that 50 games as head coach at Utah state, 41 and nine. I mean, that's, that's a really remarkable record. Yeah, it's funny the things you, you really reflect. Uh, you know, you beat Florida and your emotions high and, oh, everything's amazing, yeah. right? And it's, oh. And uh, the only bad part is I couldn't talk to you after the game. I had to catch my flight, but I did catch the flight. Um, but you just think about everything. You think about your team and your players and how we need to get them better and what we got to focus on. What are some new things we can do schematically for our team? and all that. But you just think of everything, and I think it's important to ver- really enjoy the journey. And I'm not yeah. sure how I started thinking about that part of it, but – um, you know, it's been a great ride up to this point. You know, we lost a great one in Derek um, yeah. over the holiday break, and that was tough to see that guy. Uh, we had a great tribute on the seat where he always sat, and I'll always miss those big bear hugs. And we talked about this post game the other night, but uh, that guy was an Aggie through and through, and, and that was a tough one to take. But, you know, there's so many ups and some downs that go with it, and uh, it's been a fun ride up to this point, and hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, I did want to bring up, too, and I know that you appreciate the history of Utah State and the history of this athletic program, another tough loss. Liddell Anderson, who uh, was a former coach that took Utah State to two Sweet 16s and Elite Eight, uh, and then uh, was the athletic director for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to some people around the Jazz. The Jazz used him as a scout, mm-hmm. and 
they mentioned that uh, he was a guy that said there's this point guard from Gonzaga that you got to look at uh, by the name of John Stockton, you know, and <laughs> this guy's just an institution in the state of Utah for basketball. And uh, he passed away uh, yesterday at the age of uh, 90 years old, uh, but just a tremendous Tremendous uh, man, and, and uh, prayers for him and his family too. Yeah, our condolences go out to them. And and uh, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but heard so many great stories, and certainly read all the yeah. bio and stuff. It's hard ready for the job, and then afterwards, I heard his name over and over last year. Um, but what a legendary figure in the entire state, yeah, and um, and in the basketball community certainly. And so that's always tough when you lose someone like that. But what's exciting, you hear about his record and all that stuff, but it, it sounds like. Without having known the guy, that that was just a small part of the impact that he made on so many people uh, in in the world. All right, so finally, Keys, uh, again, we can kind of lump both games together. What do you need to accomplish this week to get some Ws this week? Well, UNLV, we have to rebound well. We've got to take care of the ball. And um, and then we got to guard the ball certainly and eliminate them. You know we got to do our best to patrol the paint. And then San Diego State, um, it's basically it's a lot of the same stuff. They're an elite rebounding team as well. They're very very good defensively, and so we're going to have to really handle the ball and take care of it and not let our offense be their best offense. And I've said that quite a few times now. But um, we're just going to have to play Aggie basketball and that's sharing the ball, playing together and then make both teams earn everything that they get and make them beat us to beat us. Coach, this is a fun one tonight. Appreciate it. This yeah, is- this is a moment. We should get a, like a Christmas card with us two back here right now. So <laughs> thanks, everybody, for coming out, and go Aggies! That wraps it up for us. That's your Craig Smith Coaches Show. Back with you on Wednesday for a big one as we uh, see Utah State take on UNLV and then San Diego State on Saturday. Get your tickets. Go to utahstateaggies.com. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. This has been the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Ford. Go further. H&R Block. Block has your back. New York Life. Be good at life. And by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom. Cash Valley's Pizza and Craft Beer Authority. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.